0: I suspect that uh, Hannah was not the only person to think of her child or grandchild or great grandchild or godchild as special. But special in what way? Hannah saw Samuel as special to God. And again, I hope that you can see your child or grandchild or great grandchild or whatever as special to God. And because Hannah recognized her child as a special gift of God, she in turn sought to dedicate him to God. I prayed for this child and the Lord granted my request. Now I in turn, give him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be dedicated to the Lord. Perhaps again, like Hannah, you recognize your child as a gift and want to dedicate your child to God, which is one aspect of baptism. But what does it mean to dedicate your child to God in the long run? Well, maybe to clarify, it doesn't mean that you can bring your child to church and expect us to take care of him here. That was a long time ago that that happened. But what it does mean, dedication, is to show persistence, commitment, like learning any important skill, like classical guitar, for instance. It, it's something that is... Demands dedication, demands time. And so it is learning to be a child of God demands dedication, both on the part of those adults that surround the child and the child herself or himself. One way we let people know what we most value, what they hope, what we hope they're dedicated to, is by the questions that we ask them. For instance, how often is it that we ask a kid, how'd you do in school? Or did you win? Or what's that job going to pay anyway? How often, though, on the other hand, do we ask questions like, do you have some sense of God's presence in your life? Did you pray today? Would you want to share that with me? What is God doing in your life? What do you see God doing in the world? And how does that affect your future? Those are not the common questions, are they? I've said to many of you over the years that I think when we who are charged with preaching are most successful is when we're preaching to ourselves. And that's true for me, these questions. Out of 10 nieces and nephews, and I don't know how many now, great nieces and nephews, I didn't do such a great job having them be Catholic Christians. So the fact is that it's not what most people talk about. On the other hand, these questions assume that God has a special relationship with each and every child. And it also assumes that you have a special relationship with those children as a parent, grandparent, uncle, what have you, and that these may be the kinds of questions that we ask a child if we want a child to be dedicated to God. So maybe today it's an opportunity to recommit to asking kids the right questions. In today's second reading, That beautiful passage from 1 John, we are God's children now. What we shall later be has not yet been revealed, but when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see God as God is. Which means that as children of God right now, we, Are able to catch glimpses of God in the world. And again, part of helping children be dedicated to God is to train their eye. Just as we approach spring training and want the batter to be able to train her or his eye, so it is in this long process of maturing, that even Jesus, as we hear in today's gospel, matured over time, that we pray and we encourage our children to learn to catch glimpses of God in the world and to so name them. And then finally, we need to give each other space. Today's gospel is a really interesting gospel in that there's conflict. Mary and Joseph were about to throttle the kid because they didn't understand. And in family, we grow together. It's not automatic that we understand each other, is it? And because of that, not only did Jesus grow in grace and wisdom and age before God and man, so did Joseph and Mary. If we grow into holiness, it's because we grow into being family members. Grow as family members of the Trinity and grow as family members right here and now.